My name is Travis Wilkins, and I'm 33 years old, bud. Hey, Cheerio. My name is Bill Winkins. <laughs> yeah, Bill bud. Winkins. Bill Winkins. Yeah, bud. On a Sunday morning, Santa made forlorn with her sweetheart by her side. Through the window pane, she looked at the rain. horror films sometimes horror films is tonight a film or a movie i guess you'll have to just stick around and find out we're coming at you with our second installment of our summer of the conjuring and there's three of us here tonight we have the herbal enchanter himself hogzilla <laughs> mr honey hair yeah he's shaved he looks kind of like like alanis morissette with a five o'clock shadow uh, i'll take it how are you, buddy? We got Tibu in the house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm freshly shaven. Before this, I was Grizzly Adams. Apparently now I'm a bitch. I'm a lava. So uh, whatever. I, hey, I, I dig Alanis Morissette, man. She played God in Dogma. Dogma, so I'll take yep. It. I'll take it all day. 
No, I'm doing great. And I'm super excited. We're doing the second installment of the Conjuring series. My pick for the franchise of the year this year or a franchise we're going to cover. And I'm more excited because we have a returning guest to the Joe Blow Horror Show. We do. And Tibu, I'm going to tell you something. Out of the three of us, only one of us have an IMDb page. Only one of Whoa. us has ever been in any kind of movie before. And only one of us is actually a good podcaster. And <laughs> that one is the very talented Carly returning from the grave of Lake Johnson. As I'll say, we were talking about that a little bit pre-show. The, the show has been recovered. The episode has been recovered. Carly joining us back from our Don 2004 episode talking about The Conjuring 2. Carly, welcome back and thank you again for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. And that was quite the nice intro. I appreciate that. I'm glad to be here. This is going to be a fun time. Yeah. Um, it's been it's been about a year. How have you been, Carly? What's what's new? Fill us in on, on the life of Carly. I know you got a new job recently, so I wanted to say congratulations to that. Well, and thank you. I've seen uh, you were in a commercial I saw, and I know you've been doing some stuff. So tell us, fill us in. Yeah, that seems like forever ago that I was on this show. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot has happened. Um, I did get promoted at work. I work for CYS, so I'm a case aide. I got promoted to a caseworker. I didn't get the job yet because they're waiting on my degree. My transcripts weren't good enough. They're like, we need proof that you got the degree. And I'm like, this is proof, but like, <laughs> I need to wait. I'm like in limbo because I don't get the degree until like 10 days after classes ended so like i should get it by like august 31st it's the 25th now so i'm waiting oh, for that to way happen. to throw the date out so i'm when sorry ops in february 13th <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> my bad my bad just just cut that from the record yeah, we um, always joke about that yeah <laughs> um yeah so got that going on um kind of nervous it's gonna be a hard job but we'll we'll just see how it goes if i fail i'll just walk out into the into the same lake that you dropped our podcast in um, <laughs> oh, that lake is cursed do not go to that lake <laughs> but yeah Car and I've been carry your frame diploma down there too yeah <laughs> there you <laughs> like damn it got this yeah. for nothing um but yeah and other than that i've been acting a lot more and stuff i'm working on bathtub shark attack right now um it's exactly what you think it is the and best movie name ever Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Much like, you know, snakes on the plane or, yeah, snakes on a plane. That's a good comparison, I guess. But, um, yes, I've been working on filming that. I did a commercial, like you said. Um, I just had another movie I was in, which was a short film for an anthology made by the same director of Bathtub Shark Attack. That just came out, turned out pretty good. So, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun doing that, obviously, just as a side. Don't activity. forget who your friends are. All right. Just oh, yeah. that's all I'm saying. <laughs> who? I mean, well, <laughs> so, I know I'm going to hit it big with bathtub shark attack. That's going to be my real claim to don't, fame. There, oh, so. don't, jo don't joke around. You never know what doors are going to oh. open up and yeah, congrats on the new job and you're going to do fine. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. You'll, you'll be, you'll be good to go. If I was going to mm -hmm. say, if you, if you survive the gauntlet and recording with us two, you'll, yeah, I think right. you got Car Carly, Carly's, fucking magic powers resurrected that goddamn drowned episode so pretty yeah, much I, I think i think we'll be i think we'll be good we'll be I, good here what's that movie from last year the uh seder i think whatever i just woke up one morning and it was 
just my laptop was sitting on my coffee table. <laughs> it was like dripping wet and yeah. Yeah. Seaweed well, all over it. Slime yep, dripping. Yep. Yeah. Well, tonight we will be discussing The Conjuring 2, part of our Summer of the Conjuring series. And I promise this isn't going to turn into Summer of the Conjuring slash Fall of the Conjuring slash Winter of the Conjuring, because we all know what happened last time. But we only got three movies to put out. And I don't know why I keep saying we, Travis, because there's only one person here that edits. Huh. You just you, you just sit back and look good with your arm up and... Yep, you're relaxing there. Why don't you tell yeah. our listeners how they can uh, get a hold of us? Well, if you want to talk to us directly, the best way, and this is the most fun way, is to join the Joe Blow Horror Show Discord. You can search it on Discord, or you can ask for a link. How do you ask for a link? Hit us up on any of the socials. We're on Facebook, Twitter, sh- uh, I almost said Shutter, the Slasher app. Which I, is su- yeah. I wish we were on Shutter. Hell yeah. Well, bathtub shark attack is, is coming up. So that that's going to fucking drop there, man. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> we're also on Instagram. Just search Joe blow horror show. You'll find us, or you can email us at Joe blow horror show at gmail.com. Easy peasy. And we'll, uh, we'll get you in the, in the discord. Really. It's a lot of fun. We throw out random ass links to zoom calls. So we just, you know, it's like getting around a campfire with your friends, but over the internet. So the fires, digital it can't burn you it's safe you'll be safe there it is oh Head yeah up, shark attack yeah. it is officially on imdb and just for our listeners we're going to give them a little plot summary actually do you want to do the plot summary or do you want me to read it off of imdb uh just re- i'm bad i'm horrible at giving <laughs> summaries I- i'll go rambling let, on let, and I'll be let like, me Whoa. know if, if this is accurate a young down on their luck couple Settle for a cheap apartment that seems too good to be true. Little do they know something lurks in the drain of the bathtub, something that's thousands of years old and it's hungry. There you go. Yeah, that's actually, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Carly, that is, sums it up. Is this kind of cosmic? Cosmic. What exactly? I mean, it's an ancient shark entity that lives in pipes. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like some cosmic shit's going on. It's like a... Um, it, it's like supernatural cultish, um, shark. It, it's got a little of everything going on there and it's a shot on video film just so everyone knows, but it's like culty type stuff. Um, and anything that's culty or cosmic or folk starts out like at an eight out of 10 for Tibu. So yeah. Oh, good. Fantastic. Right up his alley. So, that's yeah. my favorite shit, and that's that's also partly why I chose this this uh, series this year because, man, I love me some supernatural, and I think that this is a a great mainstream supernatural series. Um, we'll get into it though. We will, and I think we need to address the elephant in the room here, um, and that elephant is Dan Chase, or I should say, the lack of Dan Chase. Everybody was looking forward to having him back. He had to run. He he forgot he had tickets to the Bieber concert tonight. So <laughs> he uh, is not with us, but he promised he was going to join us for our Halloween special in person. Oh, nice. So, oh, oh. in oh, yeah. I'm jealous as fuck. I live Dude. way down here, man. Yeah, the hell am I supposed to do? I don't know. What do you guys like? Grow sugar cane and and do mm-hmm. voodoo or something? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i'm putting this yeah. on on the record so dan chase knows 
That's right. I will make a fucking voodoo doll if you don't come on the show for the Halloween special. And I'm going to stick a pin. I'm going to stick a pin somewhere. Right up his pee hole. He's not. Well, I wasn't going to say it, but he ain't going to like it. I'll say it. I'll say it. There's a word for that, by (laughs) the way. Size nipples or nipple size penis, Dan Chase. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I forget what the word for that is, but there's actually a word for inserting things into the urethra. I don't want to know because Uh, that uh, already put stuff in my brain that I. it makes me sad for Dan Chase if he don't show up. I'm just here to drink beer and hang out, all right, and talk about horror movies. And mm-hmm. I'm speaking of drinking fun. beer, because I, I I don't know about you, Carly, mm. uh, Boss Tuna. We need to we need to fucking get some some drinks in us, guys. I want to head over to the Titty Twister. Let's all fucking right. go, Titty Twister, ahoy! No, right. hold on, hold on. Whenever I'm sorry, I'm well. I'm sorry. Whenever I say that in the chat in Discord, when I go C H U U U U U U U, you know what I'm doing? No, that's a Cajun thing. Choo! That's that's no, like no. When, that's like when when someone does something or whatever, and you just like you got this. It's a reaction, like choo! Like what the fuck are you doing? I always like, like pictured you were like choo. No, not, <laughs> like there not. is an H at the end. <laughs> like now, bruh. Now, bruh. Yeah. It could be it could be chill, but no, it's it's more true. It's 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 again, it's some Cajun shit. That's I'm not sorry. as cool as I as what I had in my head, so I'm just gonna pretend it was chill. Oh ball, when you come down here, it's gonna be cool. All right. We are briefly stopping here at the titty twister because the sun's already like pert near down and we know what happens here after dark. So I threw my credit card on the on the bar and we got to hurry up and get this done because I know something's going to go down after Salma Hayek's done with her dancing. So you guys, whatever you want, it's on me. Uh, what are we drinking tonight? Let's have uh, let's have. A, you know what, Travis, you selfish bitch. Let's have our let's have our our, our esteemed guest go first. Carly, ladies first, Travis. What can Thank what, you. What, what, are, what are we drinking tonight? Thank you, sir. Gentlemen. Um. Well, usually I go with old Bud Light, but I didn't, I, you know, I'm just feeling something different. I'm going to go with the old Miller tonight. Nice. I remember it was, it was Bud Light Lime, Bud Light Lime last time, wasn't it? I remember. That is, yeah, yeah, that is correct. I that was remember. pretty good. Yeah. Feeling right with Miller Light. Mm-hmm. Feeling right with Miller Light. It is Miller time. It's it, damn right. It's Miller time. All right, T-Boo, what do you got, buddy? This is my official drink for The Conjuring. I don't fucking remember which one I had it on. Fourth wall's been broken on the goddamn third episode, so whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, Flying Tiger Brewery. This is a, a Louisiana brew from out of Monroe, which is North Louisiana. Not Cajun. Pretty much Yankeeville. Doesn't matter. Um, this is part of... Yank- what's what's like Iowa or, or Northern Minnesota, for that matter? Canada? Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay. It's the okay. same thing. This is part of the Juiciana beer series. Um, juicy, hazy departure from the hops that, as you know them, it's a 8% by volume. I've got two pints of this, and it is called the Final Resting Place Double IPA. That's Dippa. So I'm dipping into the Dippa. And it's got this cool crow on a skull or some shit on the fucking uh, on the can. So, you know, that's nice. how you know it's that's how you know it tastes real foul. <laughs> oh, just just <laughs> every day I'm punning in. I love pun. And uh, also, I've got a few swigs of that Kentucky bow, cuz. And I'm nice. telling you right now, this is some nasty shit whiskey. 
Okay. <laughs> this is the worst of the worst, but um, I don't have the, 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 um, I don't have anything good around here. Oh, I'm, I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere, Louisiana. What you drinking boss? You, you know, Dan Chase, after he broke my heart, I was going to get some um, Jägermeister for him, but I guess I'll have to save it. But I see your double IPA and I raise you a honey cream double IPA. So we got a Drecker brewing Drecker's a friend of the show. They have that, uh, the brains smoothie series. Oh, I feel bad for you, Carly. This, this brewery is out of North Dakota, but they have an entire series. That's a thick smoothie IPA or, um, uh, uh, what the hell is that called? Uh, Travis. Fruited sour. It's like it tastes like oh. a milkshake, but it it'll get you messed up. But they have like special cans <laughs> from some comic book artist that does all the zombie stuff on it. But this is a yeah. Royal Bee Honey Cream Double IPA. Uh, it's malty. It's hoppy. It's got Magnum hops. Some other how the hell do you say these words? I don't know. Check it out. But I'm not mm-hmm. even gonna. I feel like Duncan McLeish right now. Can't even. <laughs> I'm not even better not be any fucking ease in that goddamn title for the beer can there. Oh yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, we're we're gonna be pretty sauced here in a minute. Um, I don't know. I again, word of the wise, you don't stay out after dark. Not out here. Uh, let's go ahead and 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 roll on over to the uh to the fucking drive-in, cause I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Let's do it. This movie. Do you know when the voice is gonna speak? Sometimes. Does it ever say things just to you that you can only hear? Yes. Does it feel like it's coming from inside of you? More like it's coming from behind me. Like I'm being used. What does it say? It said it wants to hurt you. When did it say that? Right now. Conjuring 2 rated R coming in at 134 minutes. And we'll talk about that. 134 minutes. 
guess what? Let's play the game. Carly, if you remember the game, if you haven't looked it up, we always like to guess what it got on IMDb. I'll let you go first if you want to guess. All right. Um, I'll say 7.4. T-Boo? Wow. Well, I, I was coming in with 7.3. I'm not trying to do prices right shit. I, I'm really not. But that, that in my in my mind, I'm like 7.3 for this movie feels mm. feels right. You you dick. It's 7.3. Didn't I look believe it up. this wow. is the second of the three conjurings you got right on. Drunk Darius is going to be so pissed. I don't He's give a fuck. I, I, there. He's going to whip you with the sugar cane. I legit don't look this shit up. I, I really you don't. really did prices right me just now. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> isn't that the biggest asshole move ever? Yeah. God damn it, man. Well, yeah, first I'm not bad. chivalrous enough, and now I'm just fucking stealing everyone's thunder. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> just, oh, I, you know what? I was going to crack a joke, but it would have been out of context because our listeners would have had no clue. But, you know, oh, okay. just, just be careful whenever you ask something of our esteemed guest, Tibu. <laughs> I'll let you go first this time. Rotten Tomatoes. What's the percentage? 86. That's going. I'm shooting high so Carly can win. Um, sixty-six. I don't know. I, I'm bad with Ron. Oh, 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 oh. He's he's trying to help you. Go up, I mean, I, I meant, I meant, I meant, I meant uh, eighty-five. Oh. Yeah, Carly wins. Are you 80%. serious? All I heard was eighty-five percent. Every I, it, my computer broke up for a minute. I just heard eighty percent. Okay. This is where it gets interesting. The budget. Conjuring 2. This is a sequel of a very successful movie. Where do we think the budget came in at? That's crazy that the mic did not pick up that fucking beer opening. That is insane. Wow. It really didn't? No. Oh, didn't wow. Yeah, that's disappointing. Hmm. Um, Budget-wise, uh, I, I want to say it seems like it'd be somewhere around $30 million, maybe. But okay. that seems kind of high. But I don't know. I'm just throwing thirty million out there. Uh, I'm horrible at this. Um, I'll go with uh, I don't know, forty million. I feel like they. I don't know. I feel like it would be pretty high for this movie. I feel like Carly is spot on. So it's one and one right now. Whoa! It's tied. Bobby, you know what makes me mad is the fact that the new season of Stranger Things is basically 30 million an episode and if you watch the if you watch the best episode of that fucking show where Maxine's fucking levitating I haven't seen graveyard, it so no spoilers I'm not going through the whole thing I'm just saying that's that scene alone is like way more than anything in this movie so I don't know I don't know what the fuck they spent 40 million bucks on but all right cool it looks great the movie looks great but damn Patrick Olson for me. Um, well, okay, F- fuck it. Yeah, pay pay that fucking beautiful woman anything she wants. I don't give a verra amiga. Pay that woman. Okay, so the interesting part with it being forty million dollars, which does seem high, I I never would have guessed. I would have guessed probably twenty ish million. Honestly, I probably would have guessed twenty million. Half of that. Let's go with the domestic, and. Well, do, yeah, domestic and worldwide box office. Just throw some numbers out because it's, yeah. Um, domestic. I've been going. You go ahead because I want to prices right you again. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. 
trying to think. Hundred hundred million, I guess. Okay. Is that ridiculous? Hundred million, 100 million domestic T boot. Oh man, I, I do think this was a smash as well. Um had to have been. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go 120 million. 102 million domestic, 322 million worldwide. So this nice. movie was a huge hit. Wow. Yeah. Obviously, it helped play off of the success of the first one. So obviously, this one's directed by James Wan. It was written again by Chad and Carrie Hayes, who also wrote the first one, starring Vera Farmiga, as we call her, the delicious Vera Farmiga, and yes. Patrick Wilson. The Star- delicious Patrick Wilson, too. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I would yeah. agree. Um, yeah. I mean, what do they call that? Hall pass? Yes, sir. No, yeah, bud. Uh, yeah, bud. It, 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 it's start a couple other Brits, if you will. Uh, nothing. No one really <laughs> too, too, too famous, I guess. They're a little British. They're probably Duncan's cousins and uncles and stuff. But what the fuck? Um, <laughs> anyway, no, we got we got to give him shit because he hates this movie. What? I feel like, dude, we, we spent like 10 minutes on this. I don't remember everything we recorded said. with him. <laughs> yeah. Herbal Enchanter. Hey, yeah, I was going to say, you were, I think you might have drank most of that bottle on that episode. I did. <laughs> yeah, you did. A little trivia for this here. James Wan. So this, I, I like this. This warms my heart and it makes me like James Wan even more. He turned down a quote-unquote life-altering amount of money to direct Fate of the Furious to do this movie. So you know where where his his heart lies. He's a horror director through and through. So that that kind of you know warmed my heart. But obviously, I mean, we talked about the Fast and Furious movies. We talked about Aquaman. He does those every once in a while. Got to pay the bills. Got to pay the bills. So um, this will make Duncan happy, but it's regarded as a hoax by many so that's kind of where i was going at with this he went off on a tangent yeah because of i do remember yes he he was so mad that they didn't cover it the right way i'm sorry i just i I remember now yeah yeah yep so not only did they not cover it the right way but i mean part of it too is, is is it's it's a movie so it's loosely based on a true story but it's that whole like hey don't let the facts get in the way of a good story kind of thing so yeah yeah but the conjuring 2 let's chat here first time you have ever seen this we'll let uh carly go first um actually when this came out uh jp and i went and saw it at the drive-in it was like when we first became friends actually but this was not this was not a good movie to watch it was the shallows and then the conjuring they played i remember this is not a good movie to watch at the drive-in. For one thing, it's long. And for another thing, it was like dark. And like on the drive-in screen, it was kind of, it was literally like hard to see what was going oh, on sometimes. Man. So and like we were getting like jump scared at stuff that wasn't even happening. That's kind of a good thing. Like we were like imagining <laughs> stuff on the screen, but um, it, and I don't know what it is. Like drive-ins, it's hard for me to pay attention. I think it's because like it's so much easier to just like talk to your friend and bullshit the whole time. Right. So I, I could barely even say that I really watched it that time. But okay. um, I've seen it a few times since though. What, so. what was your initial thoughts after seeing it at the drive-in? I mean, I thought like, 
I thought, you know what? I think that was a pretty good movie, but like in my head, I'm thinking like, I definitely have to give that a rewatch and, you okay. know, wait for it to come out. So, and I didn't get to rewatch it until it was honestly, I kind of forgot about it. And it was probably a few years later that I did rewatch it. So, but I did think like, you know, that was a good film and I didn't really give it the full attention that it probably deserved. Had you, had you seen the first one before yes. watching? Okay. Yeah, I saw that. I think I saw that in the theater as well. And I'd okay. seen it multiple times since then. Okay, TB, what about you? Well, having having seen The Conjuring when it came out, and if anyone's listened to, I think the previous one, I might have went off about this. If not, I'm going to kind of do it a little a little bit right now. Um, having seen The Conjuring and, and realized what it was in the wake of movies like Insidious, another James Wan film, and Sinister, the Scott Derrickson movie, where you had these great mainstream horror films hitting theaters and really turning turning everyone on to horror again. Um, and The Conjuring came out and just fucking nailed it. It was like a a renaissance, so to speak, as far as mainstream goes. I mean, it, it really it really opened the floodgates. This movie, I, I was ready. I was ready to see part two. I went and saw it in theaters. Initial thoughts, I was like, I fucking love Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson. I love them. The Warren, their portrayal of the Warrens as a couple, I've said it enough. I'll keep saying it until I fucking die. I love their portrayal. I feel the love. I feel their chemistry. And um, yeah, this movie just hit home and it scared the fuck out of me. There's a lot of scary scenes in this movie. James Wan's a master, man. He is. He's a modern master. He, he's really good at at um, setting the atmosphere, setting the, setting the mood and then paying off with great imagery and some great spooks, great spooky fun. So I, I might have talked about this a little bit last episode, and I'm almost embarrassed to say, but I, I I'm, I'm going to count my watch for this show prep as my first time watch because I watched this many, many, many years ago when it first dropped on. It was like Stars or or DirecTV. I remember after I can't remember if it was after a hockey game or something, and I was had a few beers. I got home, cracked a few beers and I was doing like one of those where you're doing this <laughs> watching it. If for, for those that don't have our Patreon, um, <laughs> we don't have Patreon. Um, I was falling asleep, sitting up watching it. And I, I felt, I, I remember liking it, but I just never went back to it. This was, I think, I don't even know if we had what the hell, who or i want to say who hopper the hopper you, whatever whatever are you the are you having a stroke right now what the hell is happening <laughs> well i'm trying to like think of like technology what six seven years ago however it was like when you oh, you're having an stuff. aneurysm okay <laughs> yeah but anyways watching it when i prepped for this was was kind of like the first time and i was surprised because it's a sequel i was surprised how much i enjoyed it and we talked a lot previously about James Wan, but I cannot wait for us to get into this and talk about not only this as a James Wan, essentially. I mean, I, I, part of the reason I think this is so successful is because it is James Wan. It's the same writers. And I, you know, not to, you know, show my hand a little bit here, but I think there's a big reason that, you know, one and two are where they're at. And then three is considered a little bit of a letdown because that one, new director, new writers and everything as well. So the conjuring Two, um, 
just first impressions. I know Carly said she remembered liking it a little bit. What about you, Tibu? Let's let's. Initial... No, I said it. I said it. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah. I you kind. You can, we all kind of did, I guess. Yeah, I loved it, man. I loved it the first time I saw it, and I've seen this movie probably. This is probably my fifth watch. Well, I watched it twice for this episode. Um, I watched it earlier this week, and I watched it right before we started recording. So. I I think that's five watches total since it came out in was it 2016 or something? 16. Um, yep. If yeah. you're paying attention, you would have heard that. Yep. Hey man, you weren't paying attention. First impressions. I mean, I was trying to He's already know, drunk. Smoking a little bit more. I've been smoking pot and you're already fucking drunk. Look, look, look at this. Oh the hell's happening. Please. Here? Just the wait till our listeners hear the third one when you're falling asleep at the end. The well, ship is professionalism. <laughs> hey. Listen, yeah. I, I don't promise. You know, for how much our advertisers pay us to do this, you should get your shit together a little bit more, Tibu. All right. <laughs> I don't promise. A pro- I don't promise a professional show. I promise a fun show. All right. <laughs> Fair I'll enough. give you that. I'll give you that. It's fun. Anyways, The Conjuring 2. Um, I got something real quick. Okay. Okay. If, go for it. Oh, wait, wait. Are you about to go into trivia? Uh, speaking of paying attention, I already did trivia. Bitch. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. <laughs> Okay. Oh man, it's it's a good thing we enjoy doing this. Are we are we about to jump into the movie though? You go and do what you're gonna say. I'm gonna light up my no, stuff. I need to know. It's important. Yeah, I was gonna jump into the movie. Okay. Wise men say. Only fools rush in like you, <laughs> but I can help falling in love with Vera Farmiga. <laughs> that, my friends, is a Joe Blow first. We got. Uh, the herbal, herbal enchanter himself on guitar. That's that was actually pretty good. You know, yeah. thank you, thank you. That was very adding good. a little bit to the trivia. That was actually Patrick Wilson singing that. Yeah, dude, he <laughs> nailed that, and I love his little Elvis mannerisms. And I got it. Yeah, I'm jumping the gun. But I'm I'm jumping the gun. I just went and saw Elvis in theaters. By the way, the new Elvis film. Um, with my dad and his girlfriend. My dad's girlfriend is a mega Elvis fan. Mega. She has a room in their house. Full of Elvis no. merchandise. Elvis from... fans are crazy. Hey, Dude. hey, listen. Like they are... But you know, she 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 loves that. She loves him, and she cried watching the movie. And at, at the end, when he's singing the fucking from the that that uh, special he did, where he's singing um, Unchained Melody, like that shit does touch me. But I got chills and goosebumps this time. What uh, every time, but this time again, watching Patrick Wilson sing that and look at Vera Farmiga. And I'm just like, God damn it, Warrens, y'all are the best. Yeah, and that's maybe where we can start off with is just the, the humanity and how well the Warrens are portrayed in this because they are like, they got to be like the ultimate selfless good people. And they're like the shining star when it comes to the Conjuring movies because it's, it's we talked previously about the peaks and valleys and you you you're you get the warrens coming at you for that like you know you could finally catch your breath and yeah that that was a, that was a very well done scene i i really yeah it was it was really good and it showed 
I mean, man. Like you said, it's their humanity, and it builds up because they talked about how the. We're, we're, again, we're we're gonna jump around for 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 this because uh, I, we don't have it structured how we normally do on Joe Blow. Uh, this is just conversational, but leading up to that scene, um, the Warrens are in are in England at this point, and they're living. They're sort of living with the hot. Was it the Hodges? What's the Hodgsons? Hodgsons, yeah, Hodgsons, and. They, it, it's revealed that the 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 father of the kids and the the, the ex husband of um Peggy Hodgson, he's done hauled ass. He had twins with a lady around the block, so he's he's a fucking piece of shit player. He's a player, but he's a piece of shit. So both things, and he took all the records from the house, and the kids loved Elvis. So Patrick Wilson, goddamn Ed Warren, buys uh, Blue in Hawaii, an Elvis record for the family to listen to on on the uh, record player. This movie's set in 1977, everyone. So, you know, record players are still all the rage. Um, and he goes to play it. It doesn't work. So he's like, he sees a guitar in the corner. He's like, fuck it. I'm about to do this shit. And it's the kids gather around and they join him in the song. And he looks at his wife and I just get, I just get all the feels, man. Like I get, I get so happy and heartwarming, like a heartwarming feeling and, it's it's their love and like you said there's they are the shining light of this series they are the the ones that are going to go out of their way death threats or not from demonic inhuman entities they're going to fucking go save the day they're going to fucking save the day i'm going to interrupt you real quick and just give a little plot summary so ed and lorraine warren i believe this takes place what six years after the first one i think they travel to north london to help a single mother raising four children alone in a house plagued by a supernatural spirit but yeah, to go back to the Warrens, I mean, this really is, I mean, the, the movies kind of follow that same script of it's it's more, I don't want to say more, but the Warrens really do play a big role in it. So they, they play a big role in every movie. Carly, how did you, like, how do you feel about the Warrens? And I do want to ask real quick, since we, we didn't have you on for part one, but we're covering the second film. When it comes to part one and their portrayal in part one and how the story plays out and then going into this movie, What's your overall feeling on Patrick and, and Vera and their portrayal of, of Ed and Lorraine Warren? Um, I think they're great. I mean, to be honest, like I've never really looked into the real Warrens too, too much. I know a lot of people have complaints saying that they're like hacks and everything, but I mean, that's because, you know, it's kind of a controversial topic, but if you're just solely talking about, you know, Patrick Wilson and Vera Formiga, I think they are fantastic and their chemistry is some of the best I've ever seen and to go back to your whole Elvis that whole scene I cry every time that scene oh, happens like yes. good scene. yeah especially when the kids like join in and it's like they're, they're all miserable and they're being haunted by a demon but now they're happy because yeah it's just very beautiful and you feel like um you know Ed and Lorraine in these movies are really together and um I think they build on it definitely in this part part two the most like you see them a lot more than you see them in part one i mean they play a good part there too but this is where they really build on that relationship a lot more and it kind of becomes like their movie i feel so yeah i'm a i'm a big fan of their portrayal i got yeah. goosebumps just now with you describing the scene again like i'm not even kidding i got <laughs> i got I'm, i i i love that scene so much I, I i can't the first time i saw the movie i was watching that play out and i'm just like James Wan, are you really going to make me feel like this right now in your horror movie? Are you really <laughs> bringing this out of me? 
Like he's man, he's good. God damn it, James Wan. Yeah. We we talked a little bit about this in the last episode as well, too. And even though James I almost said James Woods, James Wan isn't <laughs> isn't isn't my favorite. He's masterful in certain things that he does. And it's just it's it's smart to go from the conjuring one to the conjuring two and realize what worked and to carry on that story as far as with the Warrens and make them as much of a part of it. Because I mean, if you think about it, the, the, the conjuring one could have just been the springboard to do more haunting movies, but he kept with Mm -hmm. what worked as far as, you know what, we're going to make this a story about the Warrens is what it was. And, and they are predominantly featured in this one and the next one, uh, next episode that we'll be talking about. And, for, for him to make just I, I part of it too, just goes to how well casted the characters are between Ed and Lorraine with Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. Their, their chemistry is phenomenal. I mean, even outside of if we, if we just set aside the genre of a horror movie, like th- those two together are, are perfect. And I know we talked about this before, but it's hard to imagine anyone else portraying Ed and Lorraine Warren with how well Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga work together. You, you so. could you could have James Woods opposite Carol Burnett. There you go. <laughs> that's 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 who would work right there. I Carol mean, Burnett let's be honest. Gym. If we throw James Woods in this movie, it's probably going to go a half a point higher for anyone watching it. So, oh, he's so it's insane and eccentric. Yeah, it would be fun. I got one for you, Carly. Courtesy of our friend of the show, Mark Nato. He comes on every once in a while and he will have us watch movies. Okay. Have you seen Exorcism at 30,000 feet? 60,000. 60,000 feet? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> yes. That was, we saw that courtesy of, of Mark Nato. And I was surprised how much I liked it. Anyway, it's so I don't good. Get yeah, it sounds like you don't like it, but. Yeah, there was probably there was like one part where I laughed. There, it was a oh, little. It was, was a, it? yeah, she yeah. It was a little top. too much for me. Oh god. Yeah, it was. Well, I I forget what part it was. It was. I think it had something to do with vomit or something like that. But, but it yeah, wasn't it a was, tampon it was, scene. It wasn't tampon, tampon scene. scene. Maybe yeah. The I, I, I barely remember best. it, but yeah, oh, it's man. Yeah, like I like my horror comedies, but if it's like. I don't know. Sometimes it doesn't hit right. And that, that one was just a little bit like a little bit much. (laughs) Yeah. Joe blow horror show challenges you to watch that again and give us Mm. a a mini review next summer. When we do summer of the, I already know what we're doing, but I'm not going to spoil it for. All right. I'll I'll wait until next summer to, yes. (laughs) Yes. It's going to be like plenty of time to wait. It's going to be an ultra bonus episode of whatever movie Carly joins us with. Plus a review of exorcism at 60,000 feet. So I'm going to rewatch it again too, because I haven't seen it since we first did it for Mark Nato shot in the dark. And I, I, for one enjoyed that movie a good bit. Uh, Not the, it's, it's not the best, but that movie was hella fun. It was a hella fun movie. Not not to stay off topic too long, but for our listeners that haven't listened to that episode, the the shot in the dark series is is a lot of us know is Mark Nato comes at us with a couple movies that we are not supposed to know about. One of them is good, one of them is not good. That one kind of backfired because the not good one was Exorcism at sixty thousand feet, and the good one was another one. But we liked the Exorcism at sixty thousand yeah. feet, and he was like. This is not supposed to be that way, but <laughs> anyways, yeah. Do you remember the the um, the other one he paired with that? No, I don't. I mean, you I don't. 
you can't like you cannot remember whatever movie he paired with exorcism at sixty thousand feet yeah i'm curious oh it was acacia it was acacia hotel oh that movie was good though it was good yeah it was good Acacia hotel yep or motel one of them it had both titles it had both titles hotel it had both titles okay so Anyways, back to The Conjuring 2. Yeah, welcome to the Joe Blow Horror Show again. I like I like that this movie started out with the Amityville haunting. I did not expect that. Even yep. on my rewatches, I forgot that the movie starts in Amityville. The camera at the beginning of the film, it, it, it pans back and or uh, retracts. I, I don't know the proper filmmaking you, you, term. You, yeah, you know. Yeah. It shows you the house, and you're like, okay. It I know shows you the, that iconic window from the inside room, and I'm like, oh shit, Amityville, bitch. It's the Lutzes, it's the DeFeos, classic haunting, like probably the most infamous haunted house story in modern times, I would say. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe both. Both the uh, I want to say what was the original one, late seventy six or something like that. I can't remember. I don't remember Ryan Reynolds. Uh, oh, seventy nine. Uh, yeah, the OG was 79 and the remake was 05, I think. 0405. Yep. Yep. And the remake, the remake scared the hell out of me. I ain't gonna lie. I yeah. was a little kid in theaters. I, I got in. I don't know how the hell I got in under 18, but I did because that movie I think was rated R, if I'm not mistaken. Oh my god, you kids were 18 back in 06. That's what the fuck you want from me? You're old as shit. We've established this. I was nine. Cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yep. nine. Man. Way to make me feel like goddamn Krampus over here. <laughs> Krampus, he's got to be old. I want to talk about th- this little section I titled The Power of the Sequel because if, if there's anything that is really divisive when it comes to, to, to sequels, it seems like they're either good or they're bad and there's not a lot of middle ground in there. And this is one that happens to be pretty good. I, I, I not only between us, I think all three of us liked it, but universally accepted this one. People like this movie. So what do you think was so effective with this, Carly? Why, why do you, why do you like this one? I just out of curiosity. Nope. We're going to save that to the end. I was going to ask you something, but wh- why do you think this one is, is as effective as it is as a sequel? I mean, I think, you know, it's not like a, slasher film where it's like jason Voorhees coming back well that's not even a good example those movies are all good but you know it's not like a cheesy shitty movie where they're just making a cash grab sequel um that there's obviously an effort and a budget put into this one and it's a totally different story than the conjuring and it's uh you know almost like anthology style where it's like okay now we're going to this new haunting and but it's not like none of it really plays out cheesy maybe some of the cgi effects are a little iffy but i think all the performances are really good in it and um again i think you know they expanded on the whole vera farmiga and patrick wilson relationship a good bit in this one and i think that's like you said earlier that's kind of what really they found that's what worked and they're like okay let's roll with that so you have that going on along with the story of this family and you actually feel bad for the family. I feel like, yes, they, they sure. really make you feel bad for them. So um, I think it just has a lot going for it and it has a good big budget and they utilized it well and they told the story well. So a hundred percent. I agree with everything that you just said. <clears throat> um, th- th- and, 
And I got to say the actors that they got to, to portray the Hodgson's and, and every, every, everybody in this movie, there's not a bad performance. And mm. I want to give a shout out to Janet, the actress that plays Janet in the scene where, where, where Vera Farmiga goes and sits on the swing next to her. And she's, she's trying to get her to open up. And, and then finally she's like, you know, if I do open up, how do I know, you know, I'm going to be okay. She's I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, she tells her sometimes you're not, sometimes they're going to hurt you, but, you find the the right one. And she tells her, you know what I did when I found the right one? I'm getting goosebumps just saying this shit. And, <laughs> and she's like, I married him. And Janet, but Janet, when she's talking about how tired she is, how she's, she's, no one's her friend and everyone, and she's crying, man. Like this actress, my God, I hope she's still doing stuff because she was phenomenal. She, it's, it's, and I know the Oscars are bullshit anyway, but I'm saying like if if in, in the correct world where it's like this actually means something that that girl should have been nominated for 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 best supporting actor that year because she was fucking great. The whole movie. She's creepy. She's sympathetic. She's all that, man. Like she's all that in a bag of chips because because I'm from the fucking 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I'm old. All right. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you guys that because this sequel i thought was done very very well i'm basically just going to double down on what i had said before and what i think a lot of the problems that sequels have is the fact that it's it's a different vision and it's too much of a stray from what if you think about it almost every sequel is basically birthed from the success of the first one the difference with this and why i think this one was as successful as it was is because James, it's the same director and the same writers. It's the exact same vision. You've got the same beloved characters. And again, I don't want to, I'm not going to share any of our thoughts into the third one. I'll say this more as a, as a blanket statement, but when it comes to the sequels, a lot of them, maybe after the first one or two, you lose that. And it's because of the greed, the money comes in. And that's why I really like that trivia piece I saw was, James Wan turned down a crazy amount of money to do whatever the fate of the furious to do this because it it was a passion project. It wasn't a paycheck for him. And again, just with overall, I guess, sentiment of the not sentiment is not the right word. I I, I don't know. We'll just say reviews and and thoughts and feelings on the third one. I don't think we're going to see a conjuring four. I don't, I don't agree with that. You think we're going to see another one? I hope we do, but but I'm saying even though part three is not beloved, and I won't, I won't, I won't break the fourth wall on that until the end because I will say what I want to say about this movie at the end. But um, I think that part three was successful enough. Uh, yes, it was a direct to HBO Max, whatever. But people and and there might there's other, I guess we can you know say that there might be other reasons for that, aka COVID kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but but that movie still was was viewed by millions and millions of people. Um, I don't think I hope I, I I'm going to say it's more of a hope than I don't think. But I hope the story of Ed and Lorraine Warren's not finished. I would love to see if I don't. I think it's a good cap off. I'll say that um, part three, especially with the Van Moe at the end. But uh... <laughs> well, I've got I've got a question for Carly then. So. Me personally, I would be surprised if we see another Conjuring 4, although I don't think the Conjuring universe is dead. Um, 
Carly, Conjuring 4 comes out. Where do you think that, if you had to guess, where do you think that's going to rate among the first three? Do you think it's going to continue the trend of the downward spiral, or do you think it's going to level off, or or, or just curious? <sighs> I, I know we're just I mean, 100% speculating and just pissing yeah. the wind here, but. If it's got Patrick and Vera, though. Well, yeah, it's got to have them, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I think it depends. I think James Wan not directing part three definitely kind of put a damper on it. So I think it would really depend on who gets their hands on it. I mean, the director of La Llorona, yeah, La Llorona whatever, directed part three, right? So, like, that's that says something right there. So if a part four came out, I would almost want, like, James Wan to get back involved but that's or else i feel like it would be unfortunately more on the downward slope at that point because I, I i'd be afraid of just would become another cash grab at that point 100 percent, and that's where i wanted to like kind of poke poke a little fun at at tibu here because he's kind of like a glass half full kind of guy where i'm like <laughs> it's going to continue that trend of just you know no, but going down but, on it unless but, you get James Wan back in more control, even though he was a producer on the last one. Okay, I'll say this: I haven't seen Yalarona, but um, if the director that made that made part three, then he definitely has some skill. Uh, spoilers for part three, but I think that movie's got a mood and an atmosphere that represents James Wan's vision one hundred percent. Like I thought it was, if 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 you'd have told me James Wan directed part three, I'd be like, okay. Like I, I don't see the 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 big difference in in the way it's shot. Um, I think it feels, for me, right in line. But it, to ask where a part four would go, if it has Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, I don't, I don't. It it cannot be bad to me. Like it won't. It might not be the best, but it won't be bad. They're they're too good for it to be bad. They'll elevate whatever bullshit they're given. And they'll just fucking shine. They're the shining light of this whole goddamn series. They'll shine right through it, man. So I, I, I'm, I'm hopeful. That, dude, there's an Insidious 5 directed by our boy, Patrick Wilson. Don't Never say never, Bieber. Dan Chase. <laughs> never say never. Hashtag Dan Chase Bieber lover. So a couple of things I want to talk about was some of the, I guess, the, the highlights or what I liked about this movie. So I watched this just as we're transitioning out of summer into fall. I mean, at least, at least up here in the Midwest, Carly, probably close to the, the same where you're at. Mm. Tibu is just in this perpetual. Oh, hell it's, it's going to be sticking to your thighs down South there, but it's, it's a swamp ass parade down here. It is. But, it's, it's literally winter, like eight months out of the, out of the year where I live. It's <laughs> I miss living in New Jersey, man. I love the weather over there. I love it so much. I, I love the opening scene of this with the kids walking down the street and like the leaves rustling. This was like the first thing that got me into that. Ooh, all right, we're getting to that. Yeah, you like cannot wait. It's it's the fall. Like I just those movies, just something as simple as that just gets me like, okay, I yep, a lot more than you know. A camp at a beach or something like that but that 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 scene kind of really got me there but one of the things is we we previously talked about this is just how well james james wan is he's got to be the master of jump scares i mean is there anyone that does jump scares better than james wan no 
no. are you, I mean, are you, where are you at with jump scares? And, and I know it's such a, a trope, I mean, but yeah, I don't mind. I, I don't mind them if they're, you know, done. James wants, like, I think I agree. I think he does very, <laughs> you know, I think yeah. he does a good job, but like, if it's like something like the prom night remake, where it's just like a mere jump scare three times throughout the same yep. movie, then yeah, Hey, it's very annoying, but no, yeah, if a jump scare yeah. is actually like, really scary and not just like a loud boom then yeah i think i i'm a fan of them i mean i'm watching the movie to be scared so <laughs> yeah i think i think whenever whenever he sets up a, a jump scare in, in this movie whether it's you see bill wilkins sitting in the chair when when janet smacks the Hello, TV, governor. <laughs> he appear he appears behind her and he's like what's all this then no uh but he 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 nails it on so many levels in this movie, and I think he did it in the first one. The mm. best one to me is the hand clap game. I think that's that's a good jump scare scene. He nails it in Insidious with the uh, the little boy dancing to fucking Tiny Tim and shit. When 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 you go past the window in the house, and in this movie, every time he involves that old man showing up out of nowhere, I literally get the even under the water. Even though I saw it yep. again, I, I watched this movie twice for this review or this discussion. Uh, both it got me both times where I knew that uh, Peggy was going to get pulled into the water by the ghost of Bill Bill Wilkins, and I'm still like he just freaks. He looks fucking freaky, man. Yeah, I don't. He's a freaky old man. All right, pissing in his chair and shit. He don't piss in his chair in the movie, but I just imagine that chair is soaked with urine. It's just soaked with old urine. <laughs> Smells he's like gonna, cigarettes it, and urine. Yeah, he's so, not gonna, yeah. Hey, hey, look, I know cigarette ain't the best. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm over here fucking chain smoking. I chain smoke when yeah. I drink. Oh, That's no, how fine. a five foot two Cajun like five foot four. Five foot four Cajun like Tibu has got that deep voice is, is That's because right. of all the... I can sound so... Uh, I'm not going to say sexy. Someone say it for me, but I could do the Elvis thing a little bit. I tried my yep. best. I learned that tonight. I, didn't, I don't know that cheap song. Whiskey. Wow. I don't know that song. I literally fucking was looking over to at the chords so I could play that for all you good listeners. And for my, my, my co-host tonight. You did. Um, well, I would have screwed that all up. <laughs> Even if I knew it very well, I, can't. I am a singer songwriter uh, for years, but I, I don't, I don't know this song, but I had super a hell of fun time um, being like, oh, this is going to be a cool thing to do. Uh, anyway, back to the jump scare stuff. What do you think about the jump scares, boss? So I'm going to carry on a little bit as far as what we had discussed in the first one. And it, it's because the movie is morphed. And that just, again, goes into what we talked about previously is the fact that the movie was successful in the first one because it kind of redefined the jump scares. It was jump scares that weren't paired with loud music and you know, it, we, we talked a little bit about the peaks and valleys where it would get you when you weren't expecting it, the, the hand clap game at the top of the steps, but then you were expecting something at the top of the steps and it was behind her. This one, what made it so successful is, I mean, I'll talk a little bit here. It flipped the script on, I, I'll, I'll say the tertiary characters in the movie. So let's talk about the beginning when shit's going down in the house Every sane person out there, like how many times do you watch a horror movie? Like, we'll we'll just say a possession or a ghost movie and shit's going down and people are dying, but they never call the cops or they call the cops <laughs> and the cops come out and they're like, yep, nope, you're crazy. 
this one surprised me because apparently I was passed out when I watched this. <laughs> but it surprised me because the cops come out and you're just fully expecting like, yep, nope, you're crazy. There's nothing going on. And mm-hmm. chairs start sliding across the floor and they're like, fuck this. I'm out of here. They're like, that, well, like, there's nothing we can do about that. So. Yeah, the, the, the one officer, she, she's oh. like, this is beyond us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like I that like, part too. That's such a, a breath of fresh air when it comes to a movie like this. And that just, again, I mean, for as much shit I was talking about James Wan in the last movie, like or episode, not really talking shit, but kind of gets me excited because it, it just further goes to show just the genius of James Wan and how he's just adding and, and building upon the sequel. Something small like that, where you're like, okay, well, the cops know it. You're living in this this movie world here where like people know shit's going down. Like, sorry, miss, you're fucked. And they do a good job as far as like the dad left. They're poor. They can't move anywhere. Like, yeah, we'll walk across the street have, to our neighbors. But how long is biscuits. that gonna happen? <laughs> I like money for biscuits, though. <laughs> it's sad. I do I like the neighbor <laughs> aspect though, too, how they're like yeah. supportive the whole time. And even when the demon basically destroys their house i at that point i'd be like get the fuck out of here but they're yeah. they're even like they still let the kids stay there so i i like that aspect of it that's that goes to um when whenever ed and lorraine are there and i think that's right when they're about to try to play the elvis record they they tell them like you know y'all ever been bullied before and mm-hmm. the, the kids are like and you see this earlier in the in the film where the little boy, the, the, I think the, it's the youngest boy, is bullied for his stutter. And all the kids always stick up, the, his siblings always stick up for him at school and stuff like, fuck, you know, fuck with my brother. And they tell him, uh, I think it's Lorraine tells him, it's, it's probably both. They both. They're both doing it together, I think. Like, family sticks together. And their neighbors, that's your extended family if you're living in a neighborhood. I mean, everyone's got to watch out for each other. That's how it should be. And I love that too. Like, I love that aspect of they, they can, and you're right. The realism is like in there, man, where they call the cops, they run across. I love that the moment, the, this is right before the cops come. The mom is not believing the daughters about mm-hmm. uh, the paranormal activity happening in, in the house. She's in the room and sees the dresser fly across the fucking floor and slam the door immediately they are running out the house and i'm like how many times have you watched a horror movie where you're saying get out of there and they don't this movie did that shit i'm like hell yeah james wan or or well, the writers uh the hayes hayes brothers or whoever the fuck they are chad, chad and carrie hayes yeah they 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 nailed it i don't know if that's a couple or 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 siblings but uh they nailed that man that that's that's good shit one other thing too is, I mean, that that's kind of like the theme that we're focusing on right now is that this doesn't follow the stereotypical, like if you were to open up an, and I was going to say encyclopedia, does anybody even fucking look at encyclopedia? <laughs> <laughs> Wikipedia cuz. Yeah. If you were going to, if you were to hop on the Google machine and you were going to be like how to make a possession movie, you've got like, all right, check this box here for, um, some weird shit going down. Check this box here for nobody believes you. Check this box here for I'm going to stay in the house until this just it's it's almost like James Wan went with everybody in the writing room and was like, all right, what is a typical haunted, scary movie? And they wrote everything down and he was like, 
how are we going to do this different? How are we going to do this different? And made it ultra effective. I guess let's talk a little bit here because this movie introduces us to other uh, care. Uh, I don't know. Characters is the right word, but I mean, let's talk a little bit about the nun. Let's talk about yeah, Crooked yeah. Man. Yep. I will say that the one jump scare in this that, well, not really jump scare, but the one creepy, the one of the creepier scenes. No, I'm not even going to go with the painting. I'm going to go no. with the fucking dog. Like yes. Transforming and morphing into the crooked man. Mm-hmm. That was fucking creepy as hell. And just with the lighting and, and the camera work and everything, you're like, oh, God. He trips his ass with a cane. And he's singing his crazy demonic rhyme. And then Janet comes around the corner instead. That Dude. shit is awesome. Yeah, I, I love both of those scenes. Um, oh, man. You, that's, yeah. that's mm-hmm. another good scene, too, Janet, like coming around the bend, because that's another scene where you think, like, oh, they're not going to believe anything's going on in there. And then it's like, you freaking see, like, this giant shadow of the crooked yep. man. They all see it, and then it's like her, and then she, like, collapses. So um, I thought that was another good scene of showing, yeah, this is really happening. This isn't yep. normal. Whenever you have these scenes playing out where and this movie jumps back and forth like all the time where you're and it starts earlier in the film when the Warrens are on a talk show and they're being questioned by a doctor of some kind. And then this movie, the movie keeps playing with the idea of like, is this faked? Is this real? You know, as the audience, it's real because you know what you're fucking watching and you see it happening. But the well, characters, it does throw that little that little. uh like, like I didn't stash. believe that for a second though though. I didn't I know what you're saying, but I didn't believe that for a second. Okay. Um but the the movie does play with that aspect and and th- these highlights where you're introduced to these new characters that are part of uh what uh, Carly and I were talking about off off mic was the uh the conjuring universe. Your the crooked man is going to be a spin-off movie as well as far as I know. I think I think it's greenlit. I don't know if it's in production, but I know that they want to do it. But we've got the nuns, so you have this other entity that's introduced in this film. And I, I, I brought up the painting scene because for me, the entire scene where we're at the Warren's actual home, Ed has painted this vision. He's had this nightmare he's had, and it's the nun. He's hung it in his office. Vera Farmiga is going into one of her trances where she's experiencing her God given gift. And she's, she's seeing premonitions. She's seeing whatever, her daughter in her vision sees it too. This whole thing plays with with what's happening because that didn't happen, but it's fucking awesome. And she follows the nun into the office and you see the shadow go across the wall to the painting and then the painting jumps off the wall. It's like all of that is such, again, how he, how James Wan and everyone involved, who the cinematographer, whoever's pacing everything out, in a movie that we, we, we mentioned this earlier, and I think we're going to come back around to it, is almost it's it's two hours plus. Like this is a long horror movie and not a lot of people can deal with a long horror movie. I typically so, cannot, but for this one, it works. That, that, I, that, I that agree. Was literally, the next point I had was the runtime in this surprised me because I watched this all in one sitting and I'm, I'm the type of guy where. I would say I'm more on the side of I don't really care about long horror movies because it's, you know, I, I forget where the how the quote is exactly stated, but a horror movie, a good horror movie is exactly as long as it needs to be. It's mm-hmm. something along those lines where it can be 70 minutes and be good. It can be two and a half hours plus and be good. This one surprised me afterwards in 
when I was like doing the research and writing shit down, I'm like, wait, there's 134 minutes. No, that's not right. So to me, the move, the, the runtime in this kind of surprised me when I realized actually how long it was, because a lot of the times you, you, whenever you get a movie over two hours or even, you know, over 90 minutes, you're okay. Can stuff be cut out and you you catch yourself looking at your phone. That, that was not the case in this movie. I'm, I'm curious yeah. as I get a beer, I'm curious where you guys are at with this as far as the runtime. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, it's crazy. It's like, as long as the shining pretty much which that's one of my favorite horror movies but um us too yeah yeah Yeah. it and yeah i completely agree like it doesn't drag or anything like that and watching it i don't really feel like anything needs to be cut out of it so um because yeah anytime i see a movie that's two hours or two hours plus i kind of dread getting into it i'm like oh i've set aside like two and a half hours of my life to watch this movie but um you know i don't regret my time with it at all i thought it was very very uh like you said that quote i think it was deserving of being the whole runtime and i don't feel that anything really needed to be chopped so uh yeah I, i agree with everything you said like this movie doesn't waste any of its runtime everything is essential I would be surprised what they cut out um, because they did, I'm sure. Yeah. But, but, but like the, the medium is a, is a good example of a long horror movie also that deserves its runtime in my opinion. And I'd say that the evil dead series has always kept a good hour and a half. You don't need a two hour evil dead movie. You need it to be (laughs) fucking bam, bam, bam. We know what we're getting into. It's fucking evil dead. Let's fucking go. The conjuring this movie fucking worked. I don't remember exactly how long the first or the third one, uh, third film is, but this movie didn't, yeah, agree. Didn't waste any of its time. The first one's pretty long too. It's almost, it's like an hour and 50 some minutes, I believe, but, uh, which that, I mean, that's like short compared to this one, but yeah, there's just so much going on with the story in this movie. I feel different aspects. You know, you start out, the kids are in school and everything. And then you have the scenes at the neighbors and you have the scenes at the house. And then you have the Warrens coming and moving in for a while. So it's it's not like it lingers on anything for too long. Like it keeps on going. And I really didn't look at my phone too much watching this either. Like I was really entranced the whole time. Isn't it? Isn't it like 45 minutes to an hour in before the Warrens finally go to England? Yeah, like, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> the the movie does a great job of setting up the actual haunting and all of the possession and paranormal activity uh leading up to when the, and and you jump back and forth between mm-hmm. the family, the Hodgins in England and the Warrens in America before the Warrens are finally tasked by the church with going over and at least observing at first, like observe what's happening, get the evidence, then the church can step in. Well, you know what? Fuck the church. They don't need to step in because the goddamn Warrens are there. Not God, the God blessed Warrens are there. God bless. Um, oh, yeah. God so bless. The first shot. Conjuring one and Conjuring three are exactly the same length. Oh, Hour wow. And 52 minutes. Yep. Oh, wow. I didn't realize part three was that long. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, but that's, that's, you no, know, Carly brought it up. You know, The Shining is a great example as far as just that movie is exactly as long as it needs to be. And yeah, episode 50 of the Joe blow horror show. Yeah, no, it's a great movie. Um, Hey Carly, did you know that they have such thing as the shining socks? 
shining socks. Yeah. I, I mean, I have a pair of the shining twins in yeah. sock form, if that's what Where, you mean. Yeah. Where'd you get those from? I, you, <laughs> it was you. It got, I was like, <laughs> no, I, 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 as I was, I, I, I pranced away to grab my beer. I heard her talking about the shining. I was like, Oh my ears. Yeah, are, man. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, I know about the shining socks. I have the twins. Yeah. I'm like, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. But oh, yeah, that, that's, that's one thing that I thought was because you hear, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts as all of us do. And I, I, I just, I kind of cringe when I hear about someone saying, Oh, long movies. I don't watch anything over 90 minutes. I'm like, Oh, there's so much good stuff out there. But mm. yeah. So this, this was, a, was a great example of that. We talked a little bit about the next one. I'm going to, I'm going to make a bet with you guys. I don't know what the bet's going to be, but <laughs> we'll, we'll, whatever, whatever the stakes are. <laughs> My bet is that I'll bet you that if not the next conjuring movie, but something in the universe, it's, it's going to be with the Warren's daughter. Because one thing I've noticed after watching all three of these back to back to back is that every single movie has little scenes that are almost throwaway scenes with the daughter. And she's always wandering into that room. And I feel like in the back of James Wan's, like brain he's like we're gonna we're gonna plant this seed just in case we need to water it and turn it into i would love like an offshoot or like a you know the conjuring four is gonna take place years later when the daughter is taken over i don't think the daughter yeah go ahead they kind of already did that with annabelle comes home a little bit did you see annabelle comes home Ah, is that what's what's Animal Comes Home? Is that the, it's the third? It's the third. Okay, one. I didn't yeah, see the it's... third one. No, I didn't see. I saw Annabelle, Annabelle Creations. I did not see Annabelle Comes Home. Dang it. Okay, well that basically hit like the. It's okay. not like like the daughter is kind of like one of the main focuses. Basically, like the okay babysitter, I think, goes into that room and screws everything up, and like then they're all in the house, and like the Warrens leave on a trip or something, and the daughter's home. I swear with, like, to God, baby. I did not yeah. know this, but yeah. <laughs> I right, figured good. you did it. I was like laughing. Like that's well, funny. This, this, I thought you did know that. That's why I was kind of no. like, I thought you were gearing up for Annabelle comes home. I no. think that a fourth conjuring movie, if, if they shift the focus, cause in, I like Carly said, and I've said this on another episode where we were talking about these, these films, I don't remember which one, but I have not looked into the Warrens in real life. I don't know their real story. Mm. I don't want nor, to, nor do I. Yeah. I don't want to, for me, this is, I, I, I love this enough. Fuck that crap. I just want to fucking love Ed and Lorraine, Patrick Wilson, and Vera Famiga. Um, so, but the idea that a fourth conjuring would just bring the daughter in and they're older and they need her help and, and everything else like that, like that would be fucking cool. I would dig that. I would dig that 100%. Mm. No, still silent. Still silent really? beer cracks. Man. Yeah, I don't know what's going on tonight. Carly, are you cursing our microphone with your goddamn Pennsylvania magic? The hell's happening over here? I mean, Maybe. Yep. She's like, you, yeah. you want to hear this beer crack from the bottom of the lake, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> That's what she's doing over there. Yeah. Um, no, uh, man, that, 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 that would be a fun idea. I want to go back to the Crooked Man, though. What do you think about the Crooked Man? I like the Crooked Man. I think, um, I mean, I would like to see more of him, definitely. Um, I, like, I thought the nun was a little scarier, if I'm being completely honest. But I agree. I agree. Like, I agree too. I agree too. Like the look of the croaking man, I think it's a creepy how he gets like real big, but like his face didn't really freak me out. Like the nun, 
I thought was terrifying in this movie. But then, like, they made the nun movie, and I feel like you almost see it's, like, too much of the nun. Like, I kind of like how in the Conjuring films, you're just seeing, like, blips of these other entities, and it kind of makes it all the more scary. So I'm kind of, like, iffy on them even making a Crooked Man movie, because I'm like, is that going to, like you know make it a little more cheesy and I'm show him too much on that yeah yeah so i agree i think i think the movie would be kind of that like what you're saying like it'd be a 50 50 type of shot but if they if they restrain themselves the way you're saying and do it jaw style and just barely have him in it to where like do do some you know creepy stuff in the corners and whatever else but yeah he he is he is the cgi fuck up of them and i i say that still liking the scenes that he's in Mm-hmm. But he is the CGI, like, clearly this, you know, it could, it could take you out of the movie if you're not sold already. But if you're sold already, I think I think it's fine. I think it's all right. Like, I think, I, I, and, and I agree with Boss Tuna, the scene where the dog morphs into the Crooked Man is insanely creepy. And then the, the again, the, the, the pull uh, from, from under the, under the heel of the, the young boy and the rhyming. And the the climbing, he's almost he's so tall, he's climbing through the hallway. Like that shit is just it's it reminds me of Phantasm when um uh what's the young boy's name in Phantasm? Oh my god, never Ricky's seen any of them. Ricky's gonna Mike. be so mad. Mike, when Mike is like, he's gonna get me, he's gonna get me. That's that's the idea of like a child doesn't know I'm gonna get murdered, but he knows he's gonna get got and that crooked man was going to get him. It was, it was trying to get him. And that's, that's a childhood that's deep in you. Like maybe that's reptilian brain shit. I don't know. I, I really don't. I'm not smart enough to fucking dissect that. I ain't Mr. Watson, but um, I'm just going to say like, like that's some deep shit in, in your psyche of something's going to get me. And I feel like the crooked man is the ultimate. I'm going to get you in the conjuring universe. I'm going to get you. He's, mm. he's climbing through the hallways to fucking get your ass and rhyming the whole time he's some kind of fucking sadistic eminem i don't know <laughs> i don't know what's going on there right yeah the, the one thing i thought was pretty uh effective i guess tying into the crooked man and the the one i guess thing i wanted to chat with that was let's talk about that tent at the top of the steps first off mm-hmm. i love i love the home in that they, they did a good job as far as like yes because I mean, if you look at just the home as the, ho- home, the house, the house in England, the, the, the house, home. it's yeah. it's it, it's a stereotypical. If if you plop that house in the middle of of a horror attraction for like a walkthrough, that's all you would need is that home. <laughs> it was done so well, and they sold it with the fact that yes, they're a poor family and they're living in a poor home, but you know they have simple toys and everything is simple that little tent thing they had at the top of the steps. I thought that that was, that was done really well because they, that tent was in so many different scenes and you kept waiting and waiting and they did a really good job as far as building it up to, you would expect a jump scare or like someone would be going into it slow and like, see, there's nothing in here, but then you'd see that little crooked man box on it. So I thought that was done pretty effective. It wasn't overdone and it was a good setup to, eventually what you see with the crooked man and i think that it it's an effective medium to transfer us into the the film which i hope is done well as long as it's not in like bloom house's hands like let's do it i'm game i'm game so 
I guess the last thing that I want to touch on in before you guys, um, I mean, do you guys have anything else that you wanted to like, let's, you know, I want to talk about this scene or this or that anything. Well, uh, but before, before Carly says anything, I wanted to say, I do have something that I kind of feel would lead us into the conclusion of the film uh, based on the theme of the movie, or at least what we kind of were talking about what the theme of the movie was, but I can save it unless, unless you had, something similar to, to, to carry us to the end of the movie. The whole film follows uh, Lorraine Warren's vision of her husband's death. And this is the overarching like fear of her fear and the fear of the film. And also the theme of the hoax. And is it real? And trying to figure that out in time before this demon consumes Janet and her family in, in uh, England. And the movie ties everything up. I love when a movie puts everything together in such a great way. Earlier tonight, I was saying that Carly lives in the land of Romero and Shyamalan. Horror fans figure that out. Um, but Shyamalan, to me, at least in Signs, he did a great job of tying so many things together. And that's that's one of the movies that people might hate that film. I don't care. I love that movie. And um, that's one of the ones for me that showed me how to watch a film how to really watch a movie and, and, and try to see what, how all the pieces fit. Shout out to tool. Um, oh, dude, I was, I, I thought that as, as soon as you said, yes, I know the pieces fit Shyamalan film them along the way. Uh, so this movie to me ties everything up really well. And at the end of it all, Ed is, is, is going to, get back into that goddamn house after figuring out that the, the ghost of Bill Wilkins, the, the person you think is haunting Janet Hotch and the whole movie is actually possessed by the nun. The spirit of someone is possessed by a demon. Yep. Um, and Ed figures this out when, whenever he has an accident leaving and all the fucking, the, 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 um, the audio, the tape gets all mixed up. And he's like, he remembers back to when Janet was possessed two different times and she was saying um unintelligible shit or grammatically incorrect shit through bill's voice it's it's complicated to, to speak about on a podcast without people if i hope you've watched this movie listeners but they him him and vera figure out like oh my god he's possessed by the demon they go back to the house ed breaks in he tells lorraine from behind the door like i made a promise to you that this was not going to happen like this but I love you, baby, but I gotta fucking go. And up the stairs he goes. I'll I'll, I'll save this because I, I kind of want to talk about the ending. Go for at it at the end. At the end. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Carly, if if go ahead, I'm gonna let you go first. If you have anything you want to add, otherwise we'll let Travis carry us into the end. Um. Good movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I. Th- just one like little thing i always like the beginning of these movies how it like does that scroll thing and then it's like the based on truce yeah like i get chit like that that you want to talk about chills i get chills every single oh, time we, i'm like it's we iconic about that last episode oh, yeah. yeah oh really yeah yes. yeah it's iconic yeah yep, yep. james yeah, Wan I mean, did a thing right there he knew what he was doing and he mm-hmm. fucking the yellow text that's yeah. Quentin tarantino style shit and he fucking brings it up and it's like, guess what, motherfuckers? It's the conjuring again. Hell yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um 
Yeah, that that's about, I mean, I don't really have anything else to add necessarily. So you can get into what you want to get into. All right. Well, this movie ends with um, Lorraine knew that, that Ed was going to get stabbed through the chest by a tree, which is insane, but she saw it in her vision. And when the movie plays out, a lightning bolt strikes the tree outside of the Hodgson's home. I'm probably fucking their name up, but um, it's it's the the house in England. It strikes the tree, and she sees the spike, and and it's full bore now. Like we, I have to save my husband, and she knows that the only way to control this situation is to know the name of the demon. The demon gave her the name in her premonition, and she carved it into her Bible. She fucking finds the name of the demon. She goes upstairs. Ed is just right at the in the nick of time saving Janet from committing suicide while she's possessed. And the, uh, you see Valak. Oh, you see the nun in the corner. Um, throw Lorraine against the wall in this room full of crosses. Like the imagery is insanely awesome. And she, But she's like, I know your name, demon. You are Valak. You are the, the defiler. You are the, the serpent or whatever she says. I cast you back to hell and the, the, the nun's face fucking burst open. Like, like this is probably definitely CG, but it still looks amazing. It looks amazing. Like this is really well done CG. If it is, if it ain't cool, but it looks CG to me, but it looks good. So I'm, I'm sold either fucking way. And she fucking comes down off the wall after the demon goes back to hell, runs over, pulls Ed back in. Ed's pulling Janet back in. My God, I'm because I was on the edge of my seat in theaters. I was on the edge of my seat both times rewatching this for this review, even though I knew how it was going to end. It's still so fucking good. Like it gets you pumped, man. And yeah, this is I love how this is a difference from part three, if you know what I mean. So I was going to let Carly go next, but you and I are on different ends of the spectrum on this. So I'm going to go first. That the, the the con I have with this movie, one of them is I knew from the fact or from from early on that there was no harm was going to be done to the Warrens. So the end was not nearly as effective or powerful for me because, yeah, she was having this premonition the entire part of the movie that something bad's going to happen. I, I knew for a fact that nothing was going to happen to them. So it's that whole thing in the back of my mind, like, yeah, OK carry on, carry on. How are you going to resolve this? Because I know nothing is going to happen. And, and, and it, it wasn't as effective as effective for me as it was for you, but Carly, I'm curious where you at, where you were at with the ending. Like how, how did you, I guess, just fill us in on what your thoughts were well, before, before Carly goes though, you did see part three before part two again. Right. So you knew, no, I watched part one, part two, part three. Okay. I watched them in order. I did too, and I didn't know that. I didn't know. I mean, I didn't know. Kind of a given, I guess. Well, not for, so- for me at least. First, first time watch it wasn't for me. Sorry, Carly. No, it's Go okay. Ahead. Um, yeah, I kind. I mean, I'm kind of on the side of yeah. I didn't really think anything was going to happen to the Warrens, and obviously at this point, I definitely know that nothing was going to happen to them because right. I, you know. <laughs> Well, I've seen this before and part three, but, um, you know, and I think that whole ending kind of, it's kind of abrupt in a way where, you know, all she does is say the demon's name and that's all it takes to mm-hmm. kind of cast it away. But I will also say 
in the first conjuring i've never been a fan of the whole exorcism like scene that goes on at the end i always felt like it got kind of generic and silly at that point and i kind of okay. like how this movie doesn't because i always forget i actually forget how this movie ends every time i watch it um i always kind of think in my head like there's got to be like an exorcism scene or something but then it's like oh there's not she just says valak and then blah blah blah, blah and there, you know kind of resolves itself there so i kind of i actually kind of like the abruptness with that but yeah as far as like you know the war like ed warren and everything i feel like i want to say maybe not when i saw it the drive-in but maybe the second time i watched it at home because i kind of the drive-in thing i wasn't paying that much attention to it anyway but the second time <laughs> i watched it i was kind of like oh shit like that's the premonition she had maybe something will happen but probably not you always just kind of get the vibe the warrens are going to be safe i feel like no matter what so yeah i guess i'm well, kind of like half and half there to, to piggyback off what you're saying though like when it comes to um how this movie was going to play out I, I don't again I don't know the story of the Warrens I really don't know them in real life I I would highly doubt that her husband fucking fell to his death on a tree on a spiky tree stump True. but but I, I I didn't know that and so my stakes going into the second movie is this is Hollywood they're gonna fucking do whatever they're gonna do um deep in my heart no I mean I guess I didn't feel that way but I uh, guess to put it bluntly like I I just I was a little underwhelmed with the wrap up similar to where Carly's at. I can I, can I say, can I say real quick for the, for like to be Mr. Watson for a second, um, the folklorist in me does know that when you have the name of a demon, that is, that is actual lore that you control them to know the name of the demon that you're up against gives you power over that demon. That's a real thing. So kudos to the, the, the screenwriters for knowing or doing their research on that. It might be abrupt and it might seem silly, but that's actually re that's quote unquote real. That's if you have the name of the demon, you control them. You have power over them. So we'll get into final thoughts and ratings here. And I will go first and we'll let Carly go last. But Tebow, you're going to go after me because I think you might be a little bit higher than I am. So final thoughts and ratings on this. This movie here, I, I was kind of surprised. And I I'll go ahead and say that like any sequel you're expecting a little bit less across the board watching this i was surprised because in my opinion i thought everything was amped up a little bit everything from the warrens it it really gave you more of a story with them but not to the point where it was distracting and it drew me in more i thought that it was a lot more clever with not only the jump scares but just the creepy factor Everything in this worked better for me than I fully expected. And I'm going to come in slightly higher than the first one. So conjuring one, I gave that an eight and a half. This one has some cons, but overall I like this one more than I like the, like the first one. And, and it, it just part of it. Part of it is just the fact of how impressed I am that they can make a sequel I don't know. Tibu's over there just, just loving this, eating it up. But I'm going to go ahead. I was eight and a half in the last one. Not quite a nine. And I know quarter points, like we always joke about the fact that you're, you know, a rating. What, would you go half points? Well, I'm going to go fucking quarter points, motherfucker. I'm going to go 8.75 because I like this 
slightly more than the first one. It was really effective. It was creepy. The story with the Hodgson's everything. Yeah. This, this one overall is better. If I had to watch another one, I would, uh, again, I'd watch this one again. 8.75, the conjuring two. Oh my God. Okay. You're going to come in higher than the first one. Really? Uh, yeah, I am. Okay. Well, let me break the fourth wall for everyone. This is the best movie, of the fucking trilogy. Um, I agree a hundred percent. Um, I think I came in with a nine out of ten for the original. This is a nine point five for me. And yeah. any, any anyone out there who who has listened to Joe Blow or the Nightclub knows I can rate something that's shitty really high because I love certain aspects of something that's really fucking stupid. But when it comes to a, a film, this is about sixty thousand feet. A perfect example. That. Uh, <laughs> Night of the Demon is a 11 out of 10 from yeah, 19, but that's a, that's a good 19, movie. 1980, not 1980, whatever. Night of the Demons, no, Night of the Demon, ah. the Bigfoot, the Bigfoot rape satanic movie. Yeah, 10 out of 10, but 11 out of 10 for the nightclub purposes. But for Joe Blow purposes, Conjuring 2 is a nine and a half, and I only give it the half point less because I just can't really say it's a 10. I just can't. In my heart, I want to because the Warrens, but the Warrens are a 10, by the way. The whole franchise, the Warrens are a 10. But Conjuring 2 is my favorite of the three. Um, it's got the most heart in it to me. It has the best jump scares. It has the best atmosphere. It has the best story. I I can't, I can't, for me, I can't say that it's it's a, a masterpiece movie, but it's so close it's so close. And this is a mainstream horror film. I've been saying this the whole the whole discussion, but the fact that it is so such a mainstream movie, but it's so masterfully done. This is someone's this is this is someone's introduction into horror. Like the conjuring movies are someone's Friday the 13th or Halloween's or Nightmare on Elm Streets. Like these are the movies that are going to get you to dive deep into this genre. And really explore it, and really learn, and 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 like enjoy all the facets of it. Um, and when you when you have a master like James Wan, he is a master. He is a he's a master craftsman. When you have a master like James Wan leading you down that rabbit trail, uh, I mean, you're in good hands. So I think I think Conjuring Two for me is a nine and a half out of ten. Can't give it that full ten. Can't do it. But my God, it's so fucking good. Carly, how do you feel about Conjuring 2? I think it sucks. No. (laughs) (laughs) The misdirect. (laughs) No. um, Yeah, I I very much agree with everything you guys said. Um, I think this is a fantastic film, uh, especially in a world where you get so many generic, horribly done haunting films these days <laughs> um this this one the first one i mean the first one really did set the bar at insidious did to like those you know are some of the best like scary films to come out in the past whatever not even decade that's like last decade at this point which is crazy but um <laughs> i i have to say i do i do like this one and i think it's a little bit more well done than the first one yes um, yeah 
yeah, I just think the storytelling, it really amps it up. I think the performances are great. Uh, the scares are great in this. Um, just everything. It, it, it's really, you're really along for the ride with this. The whole setting, the atmosphere. Uh, that's one thing. Like, I mean, it's set, uh, you know, fall going into Christmas. Like, they're setting up a Christmas tree um, yeah. at one yeah. point. Good so, point. yeah, uh, I think that's fantastic. It's cold outside. You definitely get that vibe um and another thing we like from start to end it's great the end credits those give me chills too they're showing <laughs> photos of the actual events and like recordings and stuff and even if the story is bullshit and uh, you know whatever that that i i don't care i'm watching the movie for entertainment purposes like we said earlier if you go by the full story you're probably going to get a boring movie you have to add some embellishment to it to make it worthy of being a scary film but yeah i think it's fantastic i think it's uh you know dare i say like a modern masterpiece so i would give this a whoa i know yeah i would would give this a nine and a half out of ten yeah yes yes holy (laughs) shit yes i love that all of us were slightly higher than the first one and that goes into my next question i've been asking everybody carly where are you at with your ratings? I know I'm, you had no preparation for this and I'm, I'm just throwing this at you here out of nowhere. But from what you remember, even if it's been a little minute before or since you've seen the first and the third one, give us your ratings on the first and third one, just so we can kind of gauge where you're at. Uh, the first one, I would probably be at like an eight and a half. I do think it's very good. Um, okay. I, I was just saying off, care off, whatever we are off the mic off (laughs) recording i don't know freaking whatever (laughs) but i was just saying that um i I would like to rewatch the first one now i'm like in the mood to do it just the it's been like probably a few years at this point but i really like the first one eight and a half um and i was also saying that the third one to be honest i was not a big fan of um i was kind of bored by it i thought it was like i didn't like the lighting of it i thought it was a little too dark at times and i thought sure. it got kind of goofy at the end uh with like ed being like <gasps> no stuff. yeah no. I, i'm sorry i have to rewatch don't it apologize though. don't apologize no don't no don't Not be sorry, sorry but 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 I, I just to say like for me that whole thing where it's finally like it's ed is the is the possessed thing but then i won't say it for the show but listen to part three everyone that final Mm, like you, you'll see it in the end of part three. Like I just love the witchy shit. Like part three's got witchy shit out the ass, and I lo- like Boss Tuna said, folk horror and witchy shit for me. Just they, it, it the movie's already an eight. So I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Don't, don't let Tibu influence your rating, but I'm not Tibu because you don't know what we. The rest I'm of us to... came in at too, so. A- AKA Elvis Warren tonight. Yeah, yeah right. We're, we're, don't let him influence it. Where are you at from what you remember for Conjuring 3? I cannot remember what I rated it exactly. I would probably, in my brain, go with a just a 6 out of 10, though. Okay. For now. I, yeah, I like, yeah I'd dig that. I'd dig that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't think, I definitely didn't think it was horrible or anything like that. I've seen way worse movies. But sure. I, yeah, I saw it in the theater. It was a one and done, and I would like to. Oh, it go came back out and, in theaters. I didn't know it did. Oh yeah, it, it did come out in theater. Yeah, like you said, that was like COVID times, but it must have been 
the end of COVID times, kind of, where theaters were opening back up. Because sure. we def- we did see that. JP and I both saw that in the theaters. Oh, set. nice. So, nice. Yeah. Nice. Hell awesome. yeah. So we got Boss Tuna, 8.75. Tibu, 9.5. Carly, 9.5. Mm-hmm. Carly. <laughs> We're not running the gauntlet again, but we have some questions for you. Uh-oh. Yes. I don't, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. I'm excited. Carly, are you ready to run Gauntlet Part 2? Oh, we'll see. I wasn't prepared for this, but we'll try it. Nobody <laughs> ever is. <laughs> Would you rather have a mullet? Oh, we can't say that one because we can't. Okay. No. Mullet or the ponytail? Yeah, ponytail. ponytail. <laughs> bad breath or bad gas? Uh, bad. Oh, God. Bad gas. Yeah. You can either use deodorant or toothpaste from now on. Which one do you choose? Oh God, these are horrible questions. Uh, <laughs> toothpaste. I don't want my teeth to rot out. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Would you rather listen to the same ten songs for the rest of your life or watch the same ten movies for the rest of your life? Uh, same ten songs. Would you rather speak in rhyme or speak in riddles? <laughs> uh, rhyme. <laughs> you're the crooked man you're the crooked woman good <laughs> you can either eat every meal with chopsticks or your hands which one uh hands i do that anyway yes yes you do because we all do we're savages yeah for the rest of your life you can only travel by one of these two ways either a rickshaw or a camel what's a rickshaw a rickshaw is the guy that that pulls you like he he has the two like fucking two long arms and he he's running and you're in the wagon. Oh, okay. Um, so I'll go with, or camel. I'll go with camel. You gotta you gotta keep up that camel. <laughs> uh, yeah, true. Yeah. Or or you might have to feed the rickshaw. I don't know either. I don't yeah. Know. They both suck. These all suck. I'll go with yes. Camel. <laughs> worst, worst movie that you, worst horror movie of 2021. 2021. Last year. Uh, the, the Resort. Oh, with the Z? Oh. Wait, was it The Resort? Yeah. It's the zombie one. No, not that one. It, wait. It was about, with a Z? There's one, what are you saying? Oh, maybe I'm getting mixed up. Yeah, resort. It's just spelled like resort. Okay, never mind. Yeah. I'm thinking of something yeah. else. And the best movie of 2021. Holy crap, I don't remember. There's a there's a right answer. Favorite favorite movie that you wait, saw. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold oh, on. Everybody hold on. I got my we, list. We got I got time. my 2021 list. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, let's see. Let's that. see what we got. I like uh, I gave it to the night house. The night nice. House. Yeah. Oh, oh and I was my. right. The resort was the last one on my list. Okay. I didn't okay. know if I could. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I was gonna say I just saw Danny Lloyd in the background. The n- <laughs> last question. Yeah. Best movie you've seen of 2022 so far as of this recording. Ooh. Um. I really liked X quite a bit. Mm. Right answer. Right answer. Good oh, answer. Good. good answer. Carly, you survived Gauntlet Part Two, and. Yeah. Let us know where we can find you. Where where are you at these days? What are you podcasting episodes? Anything you want to shout out as far as episodes? Let us know. 
Oh God. Um, I don't do too much nowadays. Actually, you guys kind of pulled me out of the brink besides slumber party massacre podcast. Uh, we do yep. do that monthly. I do that with a group of lovely ladies, uh, Lacey Lou, her sister, Nikki, uh, Heather Powell and Rebecca Reinhardt. And I believe that is now under the cut to the chase banner, wherever you can find sure. that. So yeah, okay. uh, look that up. Um, his and hers podcast we were just talking about we haven't recorded in like 20 years so but <laughs> one day we'll get back to that uh other than that um yeah i have a youtube channel it's just carly 317 haven't uploaded on that in like nine months but yeah i'm pretty i'm kind of lame uh no you're not lame yeah. you're also in fucking movies and you're i was gonna say you i do yeah you're busy I do. shifting focus yeah. yeah yeah i can't yeah i can't really say like where to find you, you know find check out uh it's called natasha 90s boudoir of blood you could buy that on sovhorror.com and i'm in the final segment of that nice. anthology so yes that's about and it and look forward to was bathtub yeah. shark attack yes yeah. yes yeah. that'll that's probably be out, out. By, that'll be out like next year because we're like we're still filming it um so by the time it's all edited and said and done it'll probably well be next we're year. gonna fucking pimp it over here on joe blow for sure uh, yeah, it's it's everyone look forward to that and go well, check out you. Carly on all of her fucking feeds, her her podcast. Um, and thank you again so much for being back on the show. Like it's awesome. For sure. Yeah. Well, thank no, you guys. Yeah, we really appreciate you coming back on. We have a lot of fun uh, doing these, especially with our returning guests. And I'm really glad that you joined us. And I'm I'm not going to take this computer on a fishing trip and I'm no, not no, you better not. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yep. That was kind of a dumb, like, why did you have your laptop <laughs> on a lake anyway? I didn't want to say oh, it, but I kind of was wondering at this point we go in the middle of nowhere with my group of buddies <laughs> and none of them are horror movies. So I download like, a ton movies of movies on here. I do a theme. I do a theme and, and I just introduce them to certain movies. So I, I bring oh, okay. it out and, you know, we drink, we fish all day or hunt and then we get back to camp and we dinner and we just, we go sit in the tent and drink beer and watch movies. That's fair. That's a fun drop laptops do. in the lake. So Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. I did buy a dry bag after the, the last trip. So good, good. it floats, one, it's waterproof. This yeah. one will not drown. This one will no. fucking come out. This is this is the goddamn best. This this so, one yeah. will be this is not gonna turn into summer of the fall of the winter of the conjuring because this will be out before <laughs> I go on my trip. So <laughs> wonderful, Boom. wonderful. But again, thank you, Carly, for joining us. We had a lot of fun tonight. And listeners, stay tuned. Next time you hear us, we'll be covering The Conjuring 3 with a couple guests that time. Nobody backed out of that episode, T-Boo. Nobody no, backed nobody. out. Nobody no. had Bieber tickets. No. Uh, nobody had some other shit come up. No no one had a voodoo cut. doll. No one had a voodoo doll uh, pin needle stuck up their fucking urethra. No. Mm. It's going to happen, Dan. You better be on the fucking Halloween episode. You hear this? He's going to be sh- rocking out to Bieber and oh god what's going on yeah (laughs) thank you all right guys and with that i hope it was as good for you everybody as it was for us good to see you again boom hold 
You cannot yet caress my daughter's awesome boobage. Ha! How come? There is another suitor. What? Get out of here, kid! Whoa, 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 whoa! You're too young for this stuff! This must be decided at the Brestriary in Nippopolis. <laughs> 